Hey yo, it's <laughs> mixed on and paint bag. <laughs> Instead of skirt bag and bait son, mix skirt son and bait bag. Dude, the fucking like confirmation laugh that you just had <laughs> where you said that and you just go. <laughs> that was good, dude. I'm not usually funny on this good. podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Literally, I shit you not. Two seconds before he said that, I heard someone rip ass and I just go, dude, did you rip no, ass? And he goes, uh... skirt bag. My little pillow guy, it came off, so it's like sliding. Uh, I'm trying to like squeeze it behind my head so it doesn't fall all the way down my back and it stays where I want it. And the leather, rub it on the leather, made a little fart sound. <laughs> leather do be doing that. That's right. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, but we're back. It's Thursday morning. We got we got a nice little tap of uh of our favorite sports teams. Maybe a little draft, see what time we get out of here. And Shortly for you guys, it's Thursday morning. For us, it's Wednesday night. Currently, ten o two p.m. The Yankees are one out away from taking Game Two against the Rays. Not too shabby. We'll let that game finish up, and we can talk about the fight ends. Um, What are we talking about? The fight ends. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So since the last time we recorded, the Phils finished their sweep of um the Brewers. They, I think they had a nine-game win streak that came to an end. They got smoked on Sunday, thirteen to one, by the Diamondbacks. Um, but then we just beat the Marlins two games to one in the three-game series. Like we haven't won a game, a series against them in like a couple years. Like it's been a while. What? Yeah, you haven't won a series against the Marlins in a couple years. Yeah. What? <laughs> Dude. I'm not playing. Bro, Bro I'm that's in these, insane. I'm in these Phillies communities now on Twitter. So you be knowing your shit. They're all like, holy fuck, we beat the Marlins in a series. Like, this is the craziest thing ever. So I'm just guessing a couple of years. It's got to be. Nobody, you wouldn't make it that big of a deal about it. Maybe like, if it was uh, just, if it if was like, just last year, like, okay, that's not a big deal. But if it was like last year we didn't win a series and like. Yeah, but you got to think people are probably exaggerating the fuck out of that. Yeah, they do. A couple years, dude, because the Marlins are bad, bro. They're not that bad. I mean, this year they're not that bad, but the last couple of years they've been terrible. You're going to sit here and tell me the Phillies have been good? Better than the Marlins are like a three team in the league, dude. I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, The people in the Phillies communities are fucking talking about how JT's like the worst fucking player ever, and like he's had a bad season for sure, and he's he's had a bad couple of games. Um, I'm just like, you guys are are so short sighted. He was like last year, he was literally by far the best catcher in baseball, and he played like more games than anybody else in the league. Nobody plays as many games as JT at the position. That's just baseball fans in general, though, dude. Like, there's so much baseball that's played. Like, it's so hard to tell. Like. Dude, Judge could go like four games without a home run, and Yankee fans would be like, "Oh, Judge has come back down to earth." Blah blah blah. It's like, dude, it's been four games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so that some of the people in there are a little annoying, but I just kind of scroll past them. Um, yeah. so game one, down two one, DD hits a an RBI single in the uh, in the bottom of the eighth, and then to tie it up, bottom of the ninth, Reese hits an. RBI single out into center field to give us the double walk-off single action. Uh, 
I took the over on Reese Hoskins bases and he fucking hooked me up. I saw that you sent the the screenshot. Yeah, even yeah. though they tragically lost. Yeah, that was that was the next day. I think I actually took Bryce bases in that first game and he hit that too. Um, so game two, we gave up four in the first, and then we scored eight between the third and the fifth inning. So it's 8-4. We give up four in the seventh to tie it. Score one in the eighth. We're up 9-8. Corey Knebel gives up fucking three runs in the top of the ninth. We lose 11-9. That is a soul-crushing game. Did you watch that game? No. I haven't watched anything, honestly. That is a soul-crushing game. Yesterday I was driving to and from Manhattan, so. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't even get my fucking lineup in for for fantasy. You got to get that MLB app, dude, and then just throw it up on your phone. Like when we were out doing errands today, I had the game up like in my uh, in the cart in Target and just watching it while we shopped. Yeah, but our dinner started at six, and I didn't leave until ten. So I'm not going to be oh, like you're there for a minute. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. Like, hey, what's up? Watching all the my, Phillies game on your all phone. my new colleagues that I literally have never met in person before. I'll just be over here watching the game. Yeah, that's true. Fuck you. <laughs> I guess I guess it's different when you're at a work event compared to like yeah. going to Target. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be doing the same shit if I was going to Target. Like if Lux and I were running errands there, I'd be doing that shit too. Um yeah. and then game three today, down one nothing. Uh Garrett Stubbs, who JT got benched today, Garrett Stubbs started for him, hits a fucking walk off bomb with two outs and two strikes in the bottom of the ninth, three run home run. We went three one to take the series. Was that, a, was that a one o'clock game? Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad they probably have what, an off day tomorrow or a road trip coming up? Um I think we have a, a five game series with the Nationals coming up. Five game series. Yeah. Damn. Let me. Yeah, it's in Washington. It is official. The Yankees are officially thirty games over five hundred. Jeez, that's insane. This is the best Yankees team I've ever seen in my life, dude. 13-game home winning streak. It's the longest since 1973. Yeah, that's literally the best Yankees team you've ever seen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> at least at home. That's crazy. I've seen some good Yankees teams, too. That's wild, dude. 1998 was, like, I think the record, like, they broke the record for, or they tied the record for most MLB regular season wins. I think they're on pace to beat that by three right now. Let me go uh, look at the Cubs score. Who are they playing? The Padres. It's 9-4. That is 13 runs. I took over 12 at minus 105. Let's get it, baby. a boy. a boy. Wow, the line was minus 12? No, sorry. The line was or... over Was over under 12. Oh, okay. But still, that's a that's crazy high. high line, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the kid that I tail, he took over an 11 and a half on FanDuel. It was like minus 118. And I was like, fuck it. I'll take minus 105 at minus 12 on DraftKings because if it's 12, it wasn't 12 and a half. So if it ended at 12, it would have just been void and I would have got my money back. So I'm like, either the over 11 and a half, like if the over 11 and a half would have hit, I wouldn't lose any money. Right. And if, if it wouldn't have hit, whatever, I'd be I'd be losing money anyway. Dude, that's great. Like the whoever was pitching tonight must be god awful if the line is that high. Maybe their bullpen uh, yeah, are just and 
Um, he actually took, and I took to the over last night for the, the Cubs Padres. It also has a lot to do with the weather. He, um, he. I'll see if I can pull up chalkboard really quick. Was it like super um, warm in San Diego or something? Yeah, because um, he posted the uh, like a screenshot of this thing in here the other day. Let me see if I could if I could show you. All right, here it is. This uh, Twitter account called Ballpark Pal. This is for yesterday. Wrigley Field, six fourteen. Wind, fifteen miles per hour. Going out. Impact extreme. Temperature, eighty five degrees. Plus fourteen degrees versus the park average. Home runs plus twenty four percent. Extra base hits plus eight percent. Runs plus fourteen percent. Damn. And like, where am I at? It Dude, has, that it's is just like crazy super that they have like the, how much like the weather affects like. Yeah. Not only so he sports, was like, but, like "Fuck it, I'm taking the over," and the pitchers weren't good. So I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'll tail." And it hit yesterday, so I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'll tail again." Damn, two for two. That's nice. Yeah, um, they've been doing pretty good in baseball. They were they the one kid he was like always taking overs and unders for strikeouts, and like was they weren't really hitting as much. So I stopped tailing him, and I was just tailing the other kid who really he picks a lot of what he picks is bases. Um, he's pretty good. Um, but then this kid he's been like hitting again lately. It's like all right, I'll start tailing him. But like that's the thing is like. Even like these kids are both good betters, but even good betters lose and they go on losing streaks. So I'm like, all right, like once they start to like kind of once they get like real hot, that's then when they get cocky and then they start reaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sometimes I'll like start to kind of like pump the brakes on to try to like cut my losses or like, you know, keep my winnings more so. Right. Damn, now it's 11 9 or 11 4. Who's up? Wait, who's up? San Diego? Yeah. Yeah, dude, the Cubs are bad. It's the top of the fifth, bro. It's 11 4. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that was the Yankees game the other day. So we were playing the Cubs, actually, on Sunday. And it was like the seventh inning. I think we were winning like 12 to 2 or some shit like that. And so Maggie and I like went upstairs into our bedroom and we ended up just like falling asleep in bed, or well, I did. And like probably like an hour went by. And then Maggie wakes me up by like leaning over my shoulder and looking at me. She goes, "It's eighteen to four. <laughs> yeah, that like, was the oh, final. Shit. I'm looking yeah, at it now. Bro. It was five was like, one in oh the first, God. and then it was ten one by the end of the third. Yeah, Sheesh. it was. Yeah, it was funny, dude. I was just I woke up to Maggie like leaning over, just saying that. I was like eighteen to four, dude. It was like ten to one the last time I was, I was like, what's going on in this baseball game? Um. Yeah, Phil's. So I was looking at the at the standings, and you know how like it shows you the uh, the last ten. Yeah, the Mets are six and four in their last ten, which is good. Where the Phil's like eight and two, eight and two, but the Braves are ten and zero. But I mean, on, at the end of the day, we're all chasing the Mets. Mets are five yeah, games back or nine games back. So like, still wait, got the, a ways the, to go. Dude. Wait, so the Braves are are five games back? Yeah. And you guys are nine? Yeah. So, like, still got a ways to go. Still got a ways to go. That's tough. It sucks, too, because, like, the Braves got just as hot as you guys did. Well, hotter, obviously. But, like, you guys went on a nice little heater and took took some games from the Mets, but the Braves are just matching your fucking energy. Facts. They've They've been stupid hot. Yeah. Um... 
You want to talk about the Yanks? Yanks Dude, I, just, I feel like I feel like I never have uh, updates on the Yanks anymore because they're just like it's the same. Life's Every just week, too they, good. They just don't, dude. They don't fucking lose baseball games. It's crazy. We haven't even hit twenty losses yet, dude. We're still four away. We could get swept in a four game series and it would be our twentieth loss. Isn't that crazy? I've never like this is. We're literally witnessing a baseball season that's never been done before. So far, obviously, like yeah. there's a lot of ball left, but. The second lowest losses in the league are the Mets at 22. Yeah. That's six games, dude. That's six losses. Um, I saw this thing today, and it was uh, – I actually tweeted it out. It was articles from um, the Wall Street Journal and, like, other, like, publications. And the fucking title to it is just, Bad News America, the Yankees are great again. And then this one is – I regret to inform you about the most terrifying baseball team in years. It's like, dude, and we didn't do like pretty much anything in the off season. I don't know. I don't understand our pitching coach, Matt Blake, like hats off to him. Cause he's done an incredible job, like turning our rotation into something like the best rotation in baseball. Yeah, dude. Like, and, and your like, whole dude, team has se- stupid nice ERAs. Like your entire rotation has stupid low ERAs. Bro, we don't, we don't have a player that's under a three, five, I think. You mean over? I think our, yeah, 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 yeah. I think Garrett Cole is like four out of five on on the ERA list right now, which is insane. Yeah, like Jordan Montgomery has silently been having a historic season. Sevy's back to the AC was in 2017. Nestor is like an anomaly, dude. Like he was great the last second, the second half of last year. Like he was a stud, and so like Yankees fans going into this season were like, oh, maybe Nestor's like our five or like. You know, maybe he comes out of the bullpen for as like a Michael King where he can pitch three yeah. innings if he needs to. Yeah. Dude, he's come out of the fucking gate as our best pi- the best pitcher in baseball. Like it's yeah. stupid. I don't understand. It. <laughs> like And then Aaron Judge, the season he's having, dude, he's a very good front runner up for the for the uh MVP. Like it's not even close right now. No, another it's not. home run tonight. It's like you like at this point with Judge, it's like you expect him to have a home run every night, no matter where he's playing or who he's playing against. Like he took the run, like right now the one or two Cy Young uh, candidate deep on the second pitch of his at bat, and he was, I think he was batting second tonight. Yeah, Judge leads the league with twenty four home runs. No, he had twenty five uh, tonight. Oh, tonight uh, I'm looking 25th. at ESPN.com. So he's at twenty five now. Byron yeah. Buxton and Pete Alonso are tied in second with eighteen. Yeah, it's just a student. He's gonna have thirty home runs before the All Star break. Probably, maybe he should. Yeah, I mean, on the on At the pace rate. he's on now, yeah. Like, there's oh, that's the thing with baseball. It's like you're never you're never sure about anything. Like everything could come crashing down, and he could fucking yeah, you know, shit the bed or get hurt or have one bad month where he knocks off that pace. But it's crazy, dude, and he's dude. I've never seen somebody play like this before. It's insane. I don't know what he is after tonight, but before tonight, he's batting three thirteen. Yeah, what's his OPS like? One dot. Uh, yeah, that's one. That's 159. absurd, dude. One point one five nine. No, one point zero five nine. Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, still, dude. Like I that's think it's second highest insane. in the league. Paul Goldschmidt has one point zero seven three. Yeah, and he's in the he's in the MVP running in the NL. It's just, dude. It's like is the adjustments adjustments that he's made to like his uh, approach at the plate oh, every year has gotten better. 
Bryce Harper's is one point zero zero zero. Come on, come on, come on. If you're, you know what's crazy? If you have an OPS over like eight fifty, you're like an elite level player. There's a lot of like those. league league average OPS this year is down, but I I still think it's like six twenty or something like that. There are twenty one players that are an eight fifty or higher. Yeah, that's like the that's elite pretty, players. I mean, in the that MLB. is pretty elite. The top twenty one. Yeah. Top twenty one, yeah. And to have yeah. a one dot OPS like sixty five games into the season, that's like ridiculous. Bryce has a how one many, dot flat. How many players are over one sixth. dot? He's six. Is there, he's six. Yeah. So six players have a one dot in the entire league. That's crazy. Yeah. It's Bryce and then Mike Trout, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Ramirez, Aaron Judge, and Paul Goldschmidt. Wow. I've been betting a lot of uh, Jordan Alvarez bases, and he's hitting. He's hitting the shit out of a baseball right now, dude. Yeah. His home runs are, like, fun to watch. Like, it's the same with, like, Judge and Stanton when they get a hold of one. When he gets a hold of one, dude, it's, like, right off the bat, you know, it's just smoke. Yeah. I saw Stanton, I think Lex told me, had the highest exit velocity home run this year. Dude, it was, uh, I forget who it was off of. I think it might have been against the Cubs. But he hit like, dude. When he it came off the bat, I was like, "Oh, that's like a like a one hopper off the wall and left." And the thing just kept rising, like it hit the point in the stadium where it was like the second deck, and I think it was like one of those suites, like with the glass like walls or whatever. And it, it was going, it was going up when it hit that. Like it wasn't oh, coming shit. down. The ball right. was still going, dude. It was crazy, bro. That's awesome. Yeah, just absolutely obliterated. Um. The Yanks are fucking like a bunch of games up on the Blue Jays in the East. They're fine. They're gonna they're gonna Yanks win that are division. good, dude. We're gonna win the division. I already know we're looking towards October, but I'm still like right now as a fan, I'm not watching games to be like, all right, we're like safe in the standings. I'm watching games to see like, yo, how historic is this season gonna be? Like, can we just keep yeah. winning games? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, can Nestor keep on this pace? Is Judge gonna hit a home run tonight? Like, I'm not like. Like, if we lose, like, three games in a row right now, I'm whatever, There's dude. still going to be like... fucking only 19 losses in June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by the end of June. Um, But I added golf to the dock. I figured why not, US especially Open? Uh, with the U.S. Open coming up. Starts Thursday, so today, when this pod drops. Um, What's it going to be time... on, ESPN Plus? Yeah, probably. First tee time is, like, 6.45 in the morning. It's at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, if you if you care. Um, I don't know of that course. Probably have watched golf played on it before and still oblivious. But I think tomorrow, dude, tomorrow's Thursday. It's like almost Friday. I think I'm going to wake up early, go down in the living room, throw on the U.S. Open, and just fucking work from the couch. Yeah, that's not a terrible idea. I think that's going to be a great great day full of golf, dude. Why yeah. not? Golf is like golf is like the perfect sport to watch while you work. Yeah, because you can I watch did that it with super the masters and stuff. And just look up every super casually. Yeah, dude, and um, I like how they do the featured groups too. Yeah, me too. On ESPN Plus, they have the featured groups. Those are fire. Yeah, it's like um, more enjoyable than just skipping around to everybody because you can't follow anyone's like scores. You know no, I mean? and usually like they'll pair at least two good guys together, if not three, even in the early rounds. They're like, all right, like I'm just gonna watch Ooh. this featured group and. 
it's just it's just awesome. Like you can kind of like get more into their shots because you get to see their entire their entire round, right? It's like you get to see all of them like talking about it. Sometimes you can hear them discussing with their caddy what they want to do, how they're approaching it and stuff like that. And you get to kind of see more of what goes into it. And they just do it's just like a better presentation. Like they'll show you like all three of their shots from the tee box and like where they all landed together and like how they right. sit like on the fairway or in the rough and stuff like that. Um, and if you're just watching, you know, the regular coverage, because everybody's on the course at once, you're literally going from shot to shot and you're not getting, and you that don't, you're experience. not like invested. Yeah. You're not invested in anybody's game. Because right. they're just showing like random shots, like of like they, they, they should have done from the beginning. Like, all right, we're going to follow this player's ninth hole. And then we're going to follow this player's seventh hole. And you know what I mean? Instead of just doing like one shot to the next shot to the next. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the happy medium in that is the way they do it now with the groups because then you can get like three guys that you care about following and exactly watch all of their times at the same time. So it's not like you're right. waiting for them to walk to the ball and then you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and like when there's is, big is, shots, is Tiger they've... playing in the I have US no Open? idea. I have no idea. You should Let me see. We'll look US that Open up. Lineup. Let me just you know, take that out of here. Actually, let me look at all the tee times for tomorrow. Dude, it's weird going from my uh, keyboard on this laptop to my keyboard on my work laptop because my work laptop is so much smaller. So, like, I'm never hitting the right keys. Mine's the opposite, dude. My I have, like, an ergonomic keyboard. Um, So, like, there's, like, a big gap between the left half of my keyboard and the right half of my keyboard. Yeah. That's what I use for work. It's not my work laptop keyboard. It's, like, a separate keyboard. Oh, dude, Dustin Johnson's not playing because he's in the that new league now. Same with Mickelson. And whoever else went over. I thought I saw Brooks went over, but no, he's here. No, Dustin Johnson thought, is playing. Yeah? Oh, he's probably... Okay, he's probably in the Jays then. I'm stupid. He's a 136 yeah. T-time. Uh, I think Bryson's going to the LIV too, and he's a 147. Oh, and Mickelson's also 147. Dude, Tiger's not playing. Just Aaron Wise and Gary Woodland. Yeah, nah. I uh, will Zalatoris is my guy. I'm probably going to win CT off. Uh, I don't see him. Is he in it? Are you sure? Uh, I'm looking at the... Oh yeah, I'm right on here. The US Open website should be in the last eight oh two. That's perfect. He tees off with uh Jacqueen Neiman. I think that's his name. I I just oh, got Neiman? Jay Neiman. Um yeah. is this oh Aaron Wise? I thought it was Adam. Aaron Wise, Cameron Young, Leishman, and Keegan Bradley. Hmm. Mark Leishman. That's gonna. That's an interesting group. Yeah, I think it's they're gonna be two separate groups. It's probably they have like a three that starts on the front and a three that starts on the back. Yeah. Because I think they're all like six, six tee times at a time. Oh, let's, let's make some predictions. Who you got? Three. Pick three guys. Um, I will take. Oh, I can't do that. Rory just won. But he's been so good, yeah. dude. Rory's yeah, been fucking hitting the ball right so well. 
Yeah. Um, I'll take Cam Smith. Is he in this bitch? Um. Yeah, he is. He tees off at 125. I'll take Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, and... Hmm. Um, let's see. I'll go with, I just don't know who I want my third to be. Obviously, that's why we're here. So good. This is a good field of players. Nah, he's not going to win it. I'll go, I don't know. You pick two and then I'll pick a third. All right. I'm going to go Hideki Matsuyama. I like that. And... Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with Max Homa Hama. Yeah, Hama. Hama. I like him because I've watched him on Barstool a few t- few times, so I, I like actually kind of know like his personality and stuff. I like him. I'm gonna Didn't go he with just he. I think he finished top three, or he might have won like recently. Pretty sure he won like two or three weeks ago. Uh, I think he did win within like the last month. Yeah. Um, with my third, I'm gonna take. John Rom. John Rom. He's a beast, dude. Um, you know, with my third dude, I'll just go. I'll go with Brooksy. I think Brooks. I was gonna pick Brooksy. Yeah. Max Hama wins Wells Fargo Championship. Yep, that's what it was. Um. All right, so I got John Rom, DJ, and Cam Smith, and you got. Hideki Matsuyama, Brooksy, and who else did you pick? Um, oh, Max Homa. Hama. Max Homa. Yeah, we really just had a whole conversation about him. All right, let's see how it goes. Hopefully one of those guys wins. Yeah, that'd be cool, huh? I wonder what um, the odds are at. I don't know. Maybe go look at them. But um, Deloitte has this dope U.S. Open AR app. It's augmented reality. You can oh, go, is that the thing you sent me today? Yeah, you can download it and you can go to any hole that you want. You can either like you can just look at it on your phone. And you can see the entire course and you can click through the holes. You can watch the holes live and like all the shots on the hole live. You can compare different players' shots on the hole. Um, so like I'm really looking forward to seeing how that thing works. I think that's gonna that's be sick. Cool. Yeah, dude. It's just like what is it? Just like a copy of like every shot? Like they just record it through like well, a you can watch it live. You can watch live. Oh, really? The app apparently. Yeah, download it tomorrow and check it out. I'm gonna download it. I think on Lex's iPad. Yeah, dude. I'll download that shit and fucking have that up while I work. That'd and then cool. you could so you can either have it just on your phone screen, or you can hold your phone and then like have the the course like projected onto like a your desk or something like that like a flat surface what yeah, yeah dude from your phone yeah look at the screenshots what? that i sent you i was Not, looking like, at like them you're, earlier like you're still looking through your phone like it's not you can't, oh it's, it's just like augmented reality 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It just looks like it's on your desk, yeah. but it's still through yeah. your phone. It's not yeah. like it doesn't turn your phone into we... a projector screen. <laughs> I thought we were on some Star Wars <laughs> shit for a second. You know how they'd just be whipping them holograms out of their pockets and it's like Lord Vader. That would be sick. Yeah, yeah. No, like like look, like this picture. Yeah, yeah. That's I like have Pokemon it projected Go, dude. on it's like on my desk. <laughs> it's what Pokemon Go is. It is like Pokemon Go, dude. <laughs> Uh, um that was the last yeah. time we had world peace dead ass um i'm looking forward to see how that app, how that app works especially like with the live shots like is it gonna actually be like live there's got to be some kind of a lag with it yeah i mean any sort of like streaming like that is yeah yeah you know. but then like maybe go and look at like if i watch you know a featured group and i watch all the holes so like what holes are really hard right like i've seen videos eight and nine are supposed to be brutal with like yeah, did you slopes. see the video of the green on eight? Yeah, the green on yeah. eight and the fairway on nine. They're rough. Yeah. Um, Dude, we wouldn't. I was thinking about that. We, you and I would not be able to put a ball in the green. Nope. I like, can't do that anyway, but. <laughs> I mean, we can't do that at a, the local Muni course. But I, I went out with Owen and Timmy last week or two weeks ago on like a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And um, I. So I counted my drops, and I usually don't count my drops. I counted my drops, and I counted all of my fucking shitty iron fucking tops that went 10 feet. And, like, I don't always do that because I like I like yeah. to keep my scores more like a pace of play score. Like, how bad am I? But, like, how quick can I get it done? <laughs> uh, like, if I top a ball and it goes 10 feet, I'm probably just going to say whatever. That, that one doesn't count. Like, towards your score? Yeah, when I'm keeping score for myself. Oh, I see. I'd be counting those shits because how unless do you know you're getting better? Unless I like, only if I have a like a really good second shot. If I have like a, like a mediocre second shot, I'm like okay, then I'll count it as two. Yeah, but I then, like to that, reward that, myself that, when I do well, that's dude. Not, that's not how golf works, dude. Whatever. <laughs> but I also counted drops, like when I couldn't find a ball in a rough. Like usually, I yeah, won't count that, that as a drop if I can't find it. But if you know it's like in the rough and you can't find it, like there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, shot a recorded one sixteen. Yeah, dude, it was bad. Wow, I couldn't hit anything wow. other than uh my fifty two or or maybe it's a fifty eight. Whatever my wedge is, that's the only thing I was hitting well. So your fucking seventy five yard yep. club was the only, which is thing weird because that's usually it. my worst. That's, like my chipping tough, onto the green. Like yeah, you talked about this podcast, and like I started doing the the pitching wedge bump and run, and like that was working well. But I was like, I'm just gonna use my club, and I'm and I'm just gonna chip, and I'm gonna be like get better at it. And I was money like the close chips, money short like mid range like chips, money little flop shots, money out of the bunker, money. There was a fucking par three where like the left side is all just like tall grass, and it's like all on an upslope. And I'm hitting down to the green money. Like, I couldn't fuck up with this club. Everything else, horrendous. My putting was decent. See, that's where you and I in a scramble would be perfect. Because my driving and my long irons are, yeah. like, pretty solid 90% of the time. But, like, when it comes to, like, coming out of the sand on, like, a weird sort like angle or like you're above the ball or something like that or even just like the short yeah. chips that's why i do like the bump and run because my chipping is just so inconsistent like i'm either on and it's money or like 
80% of the time we had it's like eh like I'm taking a, I'm taking two strokes on some holes that I shouldn't be where it's like a 10 foot 15 foot like chip on and I just yeah, like duff it and yeah. I'm like that's what's killing no, my score. Mine golf, is dude. the take that right there. Topping of the iron. It's the my first iron shot is never good. It's always fucked. Yeah, I mean that's probably one of the yeah. hardest parts of honestly. Golf, though, I'm better out of the rough than of, the fairway. Like we're on the fairway and it's just like a ball sitting pretty. Like I just can't hit it. But when it's in the rough, I'm just like fuck it, and I crank that shit. Yeah, because you have more room to chunk, and that's how I was too. And then when you're like, you kind of get that down, dude, and then you'll like get to a fairway where you're like, I don't know, it's it's weird to like, like, like when I line up in a rough, dude, I don't think about like lining up like perfectly where I want to put the ball. Yeah. When I'm in a fairway, I do that. And 90% of the time, I'm better out of the rough. Like with a five iron, if I have like a 200 yard shot and I'm in the rough, I'm taking like a five iron and just like swinging and it's like yeah. usually always pretty good. But if it's in the fairway and I have like a seven iron or like an eight I'm iron. I'm chunking it or I'm topping I'm it and like I'm upset about it. thinking too much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one part exactly. three. It was like two. Nah, it was like 160, um, maybe 170. And Owen went first. Beautiful shot. Drops it probably like on the green, like 20 yards from the pin. And then Tim steps up and not not a very good shot. Um, and then I stepped up and I said, suck my fucking dick on when I dropped that bad boy, like, you know, halfway between the pin and his ball. And I was like, let's fucking go, baby. Ooh. And then. Those are the best feeling shots yeah, when you just drop one on a green like that. I fucking lipped the cup and it was a putt that I think a lot of times, like, like I played with Owen and Tim a few times. A lot of times they'd be like, yeah, that's fine. But because it was for par and I had literally only like fucking double and triple and quadruple bogey to that point, they were like, Owen was like, no, you got to finish that out if you want to get par. And it was probably like a, like a three, four foot putt, but not a gimme, but buried it too easy. That was my only good hole of the day. Oh boy. Dude, that's like, that's the thing. Like there's only like, I if I ever have a par putt, like I'm going to take the putt. But if it's I'll like a gimme, gimme bogey, bogey, then yeah, I'll, I'll pick that shit up. Yeah, because if it's a gimme bogey, the chances I two putt at that are pretty fucking slim to none. But it happens. Shit does happen. Yeah, and you don't want shit to green. happen when you're already fucking bogeying. Right. I'm trying to see if I can go back and look at my score. What was my last score? <laughs> I want to get an Apple Watch just for that reason. Oh, I dude, lied. So I, I shot a just... 114, so. Yeah, two strokes better. Yeah, um, I had one par, and I had one singular bogey. Everything else was doubles or worse. I'm going to be honest. I, I, told, I said Those this to Owen and days. Tim. I would love to be able to play double bogey golf. Yeah, Double if I could have, a, like, let's say it's a par four, right? And I have, uh, like, par four is a par four because you're supposed to be able to get to the green in two and then putt in two, right? So if I could get to the green in three. No. Par four, you're, it's set up so you're supposed to birdie a hole because that's how you, like, score points in golf. Right. Points. But, Strokes. But a par but four is really you're supposed hard. to get 
to the green in two shots. You're not supposed to get there in the drive. Sometimes you can. That's why driving yeah, the green on yeah, the par yeah, four yeah, is yeah. like a, a big deal. But 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 that's what I'm saying. You drive and then you let on the green in two, and then you're supposed to one putt. Well, like that's I, I, how don't, you I don't I don't think that's true. Like, I think you're supposed to two putt. That's why it's par. That's why this is this is this is this is the baseline. Yeah, and but, if you're under par, then you're better than par. That's what the good players do. Right, but if you're playing like competitive golf, like like scoring par on every hole is not going to win it you the might. match. You know what I mean? Depends who you're playing with. <laughs> in professional golf, right, like, right, right. Could you imagine if, like, you win a professional golf? But that's why, like, it's like, good to get nine. a birdie. It's not like a birdie isn't the status quo. <laughs> a par is the status quo. I think. I think a birdie is like, yeah, but I think a birdie is like. Like, all right, everybody starts a hole like, yeah, that's I want to shoot birdie on this hole. You know what I mean? You're not like, I'm not, either, I, I will okay. settle for par. I will settle for bogey. Yeah. But yeah. I want that birdie. Okay. But either you know way, I mean? a, a par four is you're supposed to get to the green in two shots. So if I have like a decent drive right. that gets me halfway there, a decent iron shot that gets me to the green, but not on the green because my accuracy is dookie, and then I could just chip on, I'd be fine with that. Or like if I have a if I have a bad drive and like and I, then like a decent iron shot that gets me close and I chip on, I'd be fine with that. And then if I just like a two putt would be nice from there. But if I three putt, whatever, I got I'll live. If it's like because what it'll be is it'll be my first putt will be like solid, but if it's not close enough and then I miss my second putt by like a couple inches, like an inch, and then I'm like sitting there within a club length and I just pick it up for a three putt. So I'd be fine with double bogey golf, Listen, but it's this triple and quadruple I, bogey golf that I can't do. Well, yeah, that's that's any golfers shooting quadruple and triple bogeys. Like, you know, at that point, like just pick up. Like, if I'm shooting quadruple bogey and I don't finish the hole, yeah, like, that's just, yeah, that hole is done. You know what I mean? I think I understand your logic, but I think you should say I, I should get to bogey golf because do, double Not bogey golf is still like high one hundreds. Yeah. 100s. yeah. Like you want to be able to break a hundred. That's the base that I'm at. If I break a hundred, I'm like I had an all right game. If I break ninety, like I've only broken ninety one time, but like since I've hit that dude, I'm like okay, I'm capable of doing that. So now why can't I do it every time? And it's just like you don't yeah, realize how I've hard that shit actually is. So let's see. Since I started using this app, I shot a ninety nine at Valley Brook this year. That's my second time out. I shot a ninety seven at Gambler okay. Ridge last September. Oh, and I shot a 96 at Gambler Ridge last okay. July. 96 is good. And I have an 89 in here, but I know that's fake news because like I didn't record one be. of these holes. Yeah, hole 11, I, I forgot to record. I probably fucking just skipped it or something. Like I, I just forgot to write it down. Or I, I probably sucked and didn't write it down. Um, or I might have like skipped past somebody. So I know that the 89 is fake news. I... uh. I shot an 89 with Jake like last summer. And then my next best game was a 94. I shot when it was me, Jake and Riley and Maggie. And then the last four times that I've played golf with Jake, like recently, dude, he's broken 90 every single time. Yeah, he's getting good. I need to get out into the driving range more. He had had an 82 on uh, when he broke his record. Shot an eighty-two, and I was talking. I was saying this on the podcast a few weeks ago, but it's like we got to a point where I was just like more invested in his game than I was my own. Yeah, I need to. Uh, 
hit the driving range more and just do more like practice things. I literally have, you know how you can save shit on Instagram and then you can create like collections. Yeah. I have a golf drills collection of like shit that I want to do when I go to the range. And it's like, it's like, That's uh, smart. you know, iron drills, like shit to do like with my swing and just like kind of like some things that I want to remember when I'm swinging and stuff. And then it's also like a bunch of like putting drills and stuff like that. And like what people do to get nice at putting. I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of good ones on TikTok recently. Okay, so like, watch your inbox. I want to do. There's this guy. Uh, he's like a his name's like Kawamura or something like that on Instagram. Um, he doesn't speak very good English. He's just like this Asian dude. His swing is fucking butter, dude. He has the most beautiful swing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and he'll just, dude. Hearing there, there are two like. Best sound. Kawamura hitting fucking golf balls. Is the just a clean just a clean like dude and it's like it's so effortless for him. He just like dink dink dink. He'll like whole line up fucking six balls and he's just walking and fucking everyone he hits perfectly clean and they're flying, bro. It's amazing. (laughs) This dude's swing is is unreal. I need to fucking fly to whatever Asian country he lives in and get some lessons. Yeah, make me not From buns, him. dude. One on one. The uh, the best piece of advice that Jake and I ever gave Austin was like two or three weeks ago when we were playing, and he was like, he started off his round good, and then he kind of like shit the bed a little bit, and we could tell he was getting frustrated. So like, we got up to a tee box, and I was like, or Jake was like, Austin, just swing, like just hit, just look at the ball and hit the ball, and he like stepped up to it and piped one like. Yeah, 250 down the middle of the fairway and he was just like he turned around and looked at us dude and it was like the best thing i've ever seen because he was like it was one of those golf that's, shots where that's, like that's, that's the shit that keeps me coming <laughs> right back there is why we play the call the game my yeah, biggest dude. thing recently is yep. like when i come down to try to like keep my right elbow tucked in to my stomach nobody ever taught me how to swing but i've been seeing a lot of people on tiktok talking about keeping your right elbow like tucked in and not extending it out and i've always swung with like both of my arms straight oh yeah dude i so when i start i start with a baseball bat you know what i mean and then i just put it down to the ground and then i just come up like halfway between a baseball and like a hockey like full extension like you're trying to slap down on the ground and then like the whole coming down part on my swing is the part that I'm like, Yeah, what I've been trying to do out, is like so. my left arm, it's so, like for you it'd be your right, but like the front arm, like I try to keep that straight and then keep my right elbow bent. And like when I go back, I try to keep like my left arm like as straight as I can. And then when I come down through, the left arm just kind of naturally stays straight. But I just try to like make sure that I keep the right elbow tucked into my body as I come through. And then also like keeping my shoulder down. And then also, like, when my momentum goes from my legs, like, from my back to my front leg, like, that's kind of important, too. So there's a lot of things in a golf swing. Yeah, dude, I would honestly just go to the range and sit there and throw all your mecha- – everything you thought about your swing before and just sit there and just, like, naturally swing at the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then once you get that down and you have, like, some sort of routine in motion, then you can yeah. figure out, like, yeah. club face and grip and stuff. I need to That's like the best way to go about it, because you you I've seen you hit a golf ball. You you hit the shit out of a I golf know. ball when you have your swing, dude. Like it's it's not like you can't swing a golf club. It's just 
you're in the part of like becoming golfer where you're like figuring out, figuring out your like your swing metrics like, and shit. I, and like when everybody I, like when my swing is so money, much going like, on. Um, if all of my swings were money, dude, well, I guess that's everybody. But like, it's like I'm just so ridiculously inconsistent, and like a good swing comes around once every five swings, and I need it to be like once every two, or more often. Yeah, yeah. We'll go on a ripper yeah. of like five great swings in a row, birdie a hole. Oh, and putting is just a yeah. whole different story, which is yeah. crazy. I've dude. Gotten, like, people don't realize that. Like, I've always been that's like a whole an different okay game. putter. Though my one thing is the speed. I'm good at reading greens, but my thing is the speed, and I'm getting much better at like understanding the speed. I used to fucking just crush balls, but yeah. also it's like every green putts. is different. Like sometimes they're fast and sometimes <laughs> they're slow. Sometimes you play the same course every single day for your entire life, and then you're like, "Wow, these greens are fucking slow, and I can't make anything. What's up with this?" Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter where yeah. you're playing. Like, it's always going to be different. Like, you could play the same day as somebody at the same course, and it would still be different because grass doesn't stop. And growing, it doesn't obviously. stop getting like drier as the day goes on. Like when the sun's out, you know what I mean. <clears throat> right. Right. Um, we'll move on to our U.S. men's national team. They had their Concacaf Nations League first two games. They beat Granada five nil. Beat the fucking brakes off them, and then they barely snuck out a draw last night. They scored in the ninety-first minute against El Salvador in that mud fest. Dude, I meant to throw that game on, and I'm pissed that I didn't because I saw it was a mud fest. That looks and I was fun. Like, oh damn, dude, that <laughs> that looks fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. That's all they have until the World Cup. That's it. No, that's they the have Nations two League more group stage games. Against Granada and El Salvador again, but that's not until after the World Cup. Oh, dude, I thought the Nations League was like a over the summer type. No, shit. it's like a tournament. It's like a Champions League. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's just Concacaf. Yeah. Obviously, I hate that, dude. Like, why can't we have a smaller World Cup that's every? No, two I years, like the World Cup I mean? being every four years. I mean, I do too, but like, let's do like, I want to see like how we stack up against like European teams more than once. Yeah, and something years. that matters. Other, other, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Other than like a friendly where it's just our B squad. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. What if you did like, uh, that's the thing. It just becomes a second World Cup. Or if we just like, ex- yeah, or what if you what if you did a what if you did a tournament, but instead it was just like like it goes on. It's not just like one tournament at one time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know how the World Cup is like from June to like the end of yeah. June to like the end of July, or whatever. Instead of that, they just do it like Nations League, like the nations of the world. Why is it just Concacaf? Because the other the other like federations are doing their own thing, like. You know, you, yeah. yeah, but fuck that. Let's all do um, something. <laughs> but then that's the thing. You run into the it's a fucking World Cup times two. Oh yeah, because it's like you gotta fight, figure out like hosting. But I mean, it would just be the same way that it's set up. It's just spread yeah. out. You know what I mean? It's not like a World Cup all at once tournament, like how the World Cup is. It's more of like a yeah, a yeah, season, yeah. like a national. And you like would a, have like you know what I mean instead of having a host country, like. 
each like the teams would host yeah home and away games. You play home and away games. Yeah, that would be fucking dope. Right. Yeah. Like, dude, USA is playing Portugal Friday night, like in the nations nations league, but it's not just like Concacaf. It's yeah, UEFA and Concacaf. They could make so much yeah, more money, sure. dude. If you're bringing like as and like think about all the games that would be in the U.S. too, like you know, if you did it like Champions League, where like you have a group of four and then you get a home and away, you're bringing all those teams to the U.S. What if that's how this dude? This honestly, like, what if that's how the World Cup qualifiers were determined? What if these? This is the way they just did the World Cup qualifiers. Instead of like having to win your region, you just do like that, the entire world goes into a pool. The entire world and the best of the world in that single pool. That'd be pretty dope. Because there's obviously difference between USA playing like Panama versus if they had to play like Belgium yeah, yeah. in their group. You know what I mean? Or, and it would bring out like the top of the top talent instead of just like the top of the region. What if you took the top of however many teams from however many regions, whatever? How many teams are in the World Cup? 32? So, what if yeah. you did 16 groups of four? So, you took the top 64 teams, you put them into, you know, groups, and then you did a home and away with everybody. And then you take the top two. You know what I mean? So you get two from all the 16. You'd have 32. Same as Champions League. Yeah, like how Champions League is set up. And then the winners of that go into the World Cup. And whoever wins the World Cup is the World Cup champion every four years. Yeah, that'd be dope. If, like, like like you'd have the World Cup. Because, dude, then we would be able to watch, like, national games for purpose. And so just these random friendlies were like, oh, are we still good? But we don't know. You'd have the World Cup, and then every second, like, every middle summer on that second summer, you would have the group stage qualifying matches. And then on the other in-between summers, then you can do your fucking CONCACAF shit. It's pretty much World Cup qualifiers, except minus just the regions. It's the entire world, just in a random. You just put it get yeah. put into random pools, because then that shows like how good your squad was in a span of four years, dude. Because the games you're playing earlier are like most meaningful too, because yeah. you still got to like advance. Still, you know what I mean? It would still leave out so, so it's not many like, teams. That's what I'm saying, but like, yeah, I guess it kind of would depend on like the time of strength of and your like, team. There's just so many fucking countries in the world. And like the way it's set up now, they all get a shot. Yeah. And that's if you true. cut it down, it would have, to, it would yeah. have to be like massive. It would have to be like a 200. Well, you would still probably <laughs> do, league. maybe you would do like 32. Maybe you do like, take all the countries in the world and you put them all into eight groups, whatever that is. And then you play every team twice and you take the top four from each group. And that's how you get 32. Or you do like you, t- you maybe you do more, maybe like a couple more groups and you take like the top three 
and then you have like some kind of like wild card type. You know what I mean? Like you take the top three for me because you can't do like yeah. thirty two divided by three doesn't work. So you can't do just top three and that be it. But do like nine groups, take the top three, that gives you twenty seven, and then you have five wild cards or like some kind of like small like play in tournament. Yeah, what if you did a play in Yeah, play in or tournament what if for, you like, did like spots? You could do you could do ten groups, take the top three from each, that would give you thirty, and then do a play in tournament and whoever makes it to the final the play in tournament or make like another group out of the number four team from each. Nah, just make a tournament out of those, out of like all the number four teams. And then yeah. like a single elimination knockout tournament out of those four teams fighting for the last two spots. That would be fire because yeah. then everybody's included. Yeah. And it's not like regional. I don't know. All I'm saying is we'd be having some good ideas yeah. on this podcast. Like we have good ideas off this podcast too. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. just have got good ideas in general. Um what what do we got next? Should we get into our community uh shit before we hop into community a draft? Shit. Yeah, I think we oh, should yeah, yeah. our Hold Twitter on. We community got a little NBA? bit. There's like an NBA finals going on. Um Oh yeah, that's right. No, so me boring. I haven't um, watched a single play... second, dude, to be honest. Game six is tomorrow or today when you listen to this podcast. Um, the Warriors are up 3-2. That game's going to be in Boston. Dude, game five, Steph had 16 points. He was 0-9 from three, and the Warriors still won. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I uh, I mean, from what I've seen like on Twitter and shit, I think the Warriors kind of have this in the bag, which I'm not surprised by because they're yeah. the Warriors, like we've been saying, but. I don't know, it'd be fun to see, like, if there's a Game 7, yeah. I'll watch it. If there's you know a Game I mean? 7, it'll be Saturday at 8. Like, I'll watch a Game 7. I might, too. Yeah, I'll watch that shit, but... Yeah. Gotta get there um, first. They might. It's the NBA. Um, and then in the NHL, we have the conference, or the NHL Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, starts tonight, going on right now. Let's see what the score is of that game. The Lightning are menace to society. That game's three three end of regulation, head in the OT. Oh, going um, into OT first game. I took the Lightning to win the series and the game. Um, for what the, were the game, odds at? it was like plus one thirty five, and I think for the series it was like plus one forty, something like that. They weren't like heavy dogs, but they were dogs. It's not bad. Some solid odds, yeah, yeah. They weren't heavy dogs, but they were. Yeah, they were definitely breeding. Um, one of their defensemen, Patty Maroon, was on uh, the Pat McAfee show, and I liked him, so they made me put money on the Lightning. No, not really, but I'm like, yeah, they're they're a legitimate squad. Yeah. Speaking of Pat McAfee's show, did you see the clip with the uh, no. eight year old kid calling in? Dude, so he calls into the show. And he's like, I forget his name, but he was like, hey, like, my name's Devin or whatever. And then Pat called him Mark. He's like, Mark, what's up, dude? He's like, he's like, no, it's Devin. He goes, oh, my bad, Devin. Like, what's good? He goes, you, how old are you, Devin? You sound a little too young for the show to be listening to the show. And he goes, I'm eight and a half. And then fucking Boston Connor was like, yeah, if you're, like, counting your years of your age in half years, you're way too young to be listening to this show. 
And so the kid's just like, he kind of like ignored him. And then he goes, Pat, I just wanted to say like how uh, much your show inspires me and like how inspirational you are to people, the way you talk about sports and like you're open about everything, blah, blah, blah. And then Pat goes, oh my God, dude, like, thank you so much. Like, no, you're inspirational. You're dope, blah, blah, blah. And then this kid cuts him off mid-sentence goes, oh, and by the way, fuck Boston Scott and hangs <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and they all just started, they all just started screaming, dude. It was amazing. I'm sitting there watching it. And then I saw it happen. And I texted Jordan. I was like, yo, do you happen to be watching Pat McAfee right now? He's like, nah, I usually watch like, or I listen because I'm at work. I was like, wait, wait until you listen to today's episode, dude. You'll know what I'm talking about. And he texted me back. He was like, yo, that kid was yeah, that's awesome. beast. <laughs> yeah, dude. I sat down and Eight watched and some, some Pat McAfee the other day. It's nice, dude. It's nice to throw on. Uh, low key, I think it's way better than anything like ESPN or any of those big networks put out, dude. It's just like unfiltered sports talk and they have like unbiased takes and it's it's just yeah. honestly like super entertaining and they have a lot of good guest speakers yeah on dude too, they always like have interviews. good people coming through um want to do a draft i know it's fucking we're already an hour deep but yeah I mean, fuck, might get as well. um do a little mock draft um are we just gonna pick our pick our draft yeah, spot start a new one um invite some hombres right let me see how do I invite people here? All right, I copied the invite link. I'm going to send it to you in a message on Sleeper. Okay. Uh, I probably should have set this up before we started, huh? That's right. right. I'm, I'm going to go to you right now. Get set up. A little potty break. All right. So hop into the guy. I can't believe this dude, he's just going to leave me here. Um, so what we got going on here, it's a full PPR league. Um, the rosters are one QB, two running back, two wide receiver, a tight end, two flex, and defense. Um, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bench. Honestly, probably won't run through the whole thing because it's a deep bench league and like nobody gives a shit about defense. Um but I mean, we'll do some. We'll we'll probably get through like you know a starting lineup and a few bench players. But we won't do the whole thing. Our our league's pretty deep. Um, so, uh, are we doing what is this? Uh, orchids, yeah. But we, like we're not going to finish it. But I kind of ran through the th- ran through the rules. Um, Johnny, let's see. I'm gonna have Siri pick your <laughs> pick your draft position. How's that sound? Siri, pick Sounds a number between me. 1 and 12. Ha, huh, you got 12, dickhead. Oh, my God. Honestly, I will I would never set up a mock draft in that pick for no reason. Like, I just yeah, wanted yeah, to do it. Yeah, so let's see how it works out. Siri, pick a random number between 1 and 12. I got 9. Yeah, okay. both, both in back the back. Back into the draft? Um, Let me get these settings right. I'll set them for, like... I don't know, like five minutes. We can like talk through our shit. Uh, we're not like super rushed, but if you set it for like unlimited time, then uh, the computer won't the, the computer won't pick. So they go out forever. forever, and they they don't pick. Um, but yeah. All right, let's start Why? it up. 
The draft has begun. McCaffrey yeah. and Eckler, one and two. Off oh, the my board. God. Are you surprised that McCaffrey's this, still like so RB1? CMC, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and then Justin Jefferson goes four. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Jamar Chase goes seven. Najee Harris, eight. Dude, I'm sitting here at the 109, and I still got fucking Cooper Cup on the board. <laughs> that's actually insane, dude. I don't think, gonna, I don't I think, think he that's goes, like, top six. Very accurate. Come, come Maybe six. higher. Top, yeah, at least. Top, yeah, me I too. Would, I would but, have said you know, top five. Room. And it depends who's there. Some people really do like to go running back, running back, or, run, or like running back, especially that high in the draft because like it's not as deep of a position. Right. Dude, but here at the 109, um, yeah, that's what it is. Let's not take a Cooper Cup. And then TK and Devontae Adams. And then Travis Kelsey that's tough and because Devontae you really Adams. would hope that at least one of them falls. Okay. And you get like a stud at one of those two positions. Yeah, I was I was hoping Devontae after seeing like the first round up until your pick, I was hoping Devontae fell to me um cuz I would have taken him in the first with the first pick. But dude, let's see. I got Stefan Diggs is the best option at wide receiver. And Joe Mixon. I like Joe Mixon a lot this year, but I feel like I mean, I have two picks here. So I could take him, but if I wasn't in this situation, like if I was in your your spot, I don't know if I could uh talk about getting Joe Mixon. I know. One oh nine. Well you're one twelve. So can you do that? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm Dude, I'm torn. I like Stefan Diggs and I like Debo, but I'm going to go Stefan Diggs and then I think I'm going to go running back just because last year um, I have a little bit of PTSD from going wide receiver quarterback. Yeah. And then I think I'm going to take Joe Mixon. Johnny goes Diggs and Joe Mixon. And if you're, if you're got us up on the YouTube, I got my screen up here. So you should be able to see the draft as we go through. And maybe you'll see our beautiful faces. I'm not sure. Um, but after mixing, then goes. Well, if you see the draft, you'll see our faces. So um, smooches. Johnny goes digs and mixing, and then it's DeAndre Swift, Tyree Kill. So I'm back. I've got the wide receiver. Um, really want to go running back here. I like Kamara, like just because I think he's going to get that work. Um, Nick Chubb is still here, and I like Nick Chubb. I'm I'm really not a hundred percent on like what I what I want to do between those two. I don't know who I would like more. Um, I have Chubb in Dynasty. I have Kamara in a Dynasty too, so I guess that doesn't really matter. I should just pick whoever I think is better. Listen, I think this this is my like t- little tidbit on this pick. Nick Chubb is nice piece to take like early in this this spot because you could always stack him with Kareem Hunt later, and you'll have the Browns running on like their offense. That's true, but I could also like, take Alvin Kamara because. Who's like gonna get a much higher percentage of his team's rushing attempts in the Saints? Like, oh well, that's true. But you have the security blanket with Kareem Hunt because Kamara be- goes down, then there's nobody behind him yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like Kareem Hunt, if Nick Chubb goes down early, Kareem Hunt has the potential to have an RB one season. Not RB one overall, but like he'll be in. He'll be the RB one of that team. They'll still use him the same yeah, way. That's fair. Um. And Nick Chubb is a fucking stud. All right, fine. I'm going to take him. I kind of like Mark Andrews here just because you get a stud at the tight end position, but it's a little bit early for me to do that. And, like, not have a running back yet, I'm way too scared of who's going to make it back to me. So I'll I'll go Nick Chubb. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, Kamara, Mark Andrews, Saquon, 
Javonta, CeeDee Lamb, Debo, A.J. Brown, Kyle Pitts, Aaron Jones, Lenny, Pat Mahomes, George Kittle, T. Higgins, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. I don't know, second. Um, so now it's a lot, lot of yeah, big talent that's off okay. the board there. Um, still a lot of good talent left, and I think that – see, I'm looking at the running backs right now because I like to get two good running backs on my team. And, uh, like, yeah, none of these receivers are really tickling my fancy too much. Like, at this spot, it's just nothing really like Deontay, Terry McLaurin, DK with no fucking quarterback, DJ Moore with no quarterback, Jalen Waddle with Tyreek Hill. Omari Cooper is super interesting. I'm, like, very intrigued by him this year. Jerry Judy, who just fucking did his groin in OTAs, and I'm scared of him now. Michael Pittman, I don't think he's all that. Chris Godwin, who's coming off an ACL, Cortland Sutton. Like, none of this is really turning me on. And then it's Michael Thomas, so... What the fuck you know, are you getting you with really him? I don't even know. Um, You're right. So I think I'm going to go running back here. And for me, I'm between Zeke. I think he's good. Um, I think he's, you know, he's falling in draft. Like, his ADP. Like, we're, we're down here in the fucking 309, and he's still here. Um, Him and James Conner. Dude, James Conner at the three oh nine, like he's a stud. I like James Conner. I, I like James Conner a lot. Last dude. year, if not better, so I'm going to take James Conner to pair him with Nicky Chubb. I like that pick. And then Gibson, and then Zeke, and now we're back to Johnny Son with Zeke and Mixon. All right, I think I know who I'm going to take with one of my picks. Um, and it's easy for me because he's not coming back to me. I don't think any of the top, like these next four guys are. So I'm going to take Justin Herbert just because he's a yeah. fantasy stud. Uh, had him on my, had him on my team two years ago and it was like his rookie season and he was still, I think second or third. Yeah, he has, Mahomes, uh, so I think he's really going to turn it up with the offense. He has they the have most this year. passing touchdowns through two games, two seasons of all time with 77. Yeah. He's a he's a fantasy fucking machine, dude. And I want it. I was gonna look for a stack here, but there's not really anything until you get to uh, Mike Williams, and he's like below, like Hollywood and Allen Robinson, um, like stock wise. So I think I'm gonna go back to running back and kind of lock down my running game a little bit. Um, and I, this is kind of like a a reach, I think. But the opportunity. Oh wait. Oh shit. Okay, never mind. The opportunity is there for him to be kind of like the next Najee and just have like an unlimited workload if he yeah, stays healthy. Yeah, he, he's go big. I, I, don't, I don't love it. Um, I don't hate Breeze Hall, but it's the Jets. It's just like not a good offense. It's kind of scary. His college production is fucking wild, though. Um, but I will say, I will say a little bit behind this pick is just like the overall vibe of sports in New York right now with the Nets or the Yankees, the Mets, the Rangers just going as deep as they are. The Jets have like, they, the they Jets had a, had a really draft. good draft. Yeah. Zach Wilson could improve yet. Yeah, dude, like who, like there might just might be some magic in the air in New York. And if Brees Hall, you know, is kind of just like a replica of his college days, then I'm fine with that pick. Yeah. So now I'm here and I got, so I got Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, and James Conner. 
right? So, like, you think, okay, maybe get your second wide receiver here. But I actually don't love these guys. Like, Deontay Johnson is, like, solid. But, like, I think I would rather have a more explosive dude with Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup's going to be good every single week. And I'm just, like, not really loving the dudes at the top of this yeah. of this uh, group. None of these quarterbacks. I don't want to touch them this early. And then I see tight end, and Darren Waller and TJ Hawkinson are both still there. Um, And they're both very intriguing to me. I'm not going to lie. I was teetering on a tight end pick, yeah, this, those last two that I had. Waller and Hawkinson. I was thinking about I like Waller. Them both. Um, way more scared of Hawkinson, though. So, I mean, but I'm kind of scared of Waller, too, with fucking Devontae Adams going there. Hunter Renfro popped out last season. Plus, he's got yeah, some injury injury um, problems. So I don't know. It's kind of tough, but because then I'm I'm also like, do I just take Deontay? Because I know he's going to get me twelve to eighteen points like every week. He's going to be in double digits every single week, and I'm going to start him every right. single week, especially with two flex in a full PPR. Yeah. Deontay Johnson is like Deontay Johnson is like the epitome of a wide yeah, receiver two on a good fantasy team. Um, Terry McLaurin scares me. He might not even be going. He's not going to camp. And Coach Ron Rivera was like, he'll be here to start the season. We're not trading him. He's our best fucking player. Um, but he's going to get fined for not showing up. He'll show up, dude. I don't think Terry McLaurin takes a year off like this early in his career. You know what I mean? He hasn't really proven anything. He's a good receiver, but like the the commanders like aren't like, you know what I mean? They're, they've been rebuilding for so long. Yeah. It's not like you're coming off of a NFC championship losing team you know what dude you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pick jk dobbins because i fucking like jk i liked him last year i think he's gonna be good and i think he yeah, got unlucky with early. that that injury dude, it happened but, in like, the preseason he's like a... he had his surgery like in the beginning of september and he's like getting worked into drills already like starting to get worked into some stuff which is good um so i'm gonna take jk dobbins yeah. i think and then that's like I can kind of chill on running back. Maybe I'll like I'll snag one like you know in the in a later round. But I'm starting with Nick Chubb, James Conner, and J.K. Dobbins, yeah. and I have Cooper Cup at my fucking as my wide receiver one. So I'm going to do that. And dude, honestly, I, with your position in the draft right now, like if Matt Stafford falls to you, like that's not a like that stack could be like yeah. a championship winning like yeah reason you know what i mean so i'll go dobbins and then it's deontay dk josh jacobs jalen waddle scary terry darren waller uh dj moore amari cooper jerry judy joe burrow lamar Cortland sutton travis etienne kyler murray tj hawkinson and then dalton schultz too i was kind of hoping hawkinson would make it back to me here in the fifth i know he almost did he um, almost did so now like none of these fucking tight ends are are worth a spot on my roster um. Um. So right now, looking at who's here, I'm between Hollywood and Mike Williams, and I think they're both going to be really good this year. But Hollywood, with no D Hop for the first six games, dude, like he has the chance he could have a fire start to the season, like just come out fucking tearing it up. And if he does, who's to say he's going to stop right. just because D Hop is back? You know what I mean. If anything, that opens up like 
pockets in the defense for him and because the there's going to be more years, attention on D Hop's like starting to get old. He's starting to hit his fucking Julio Julio Jones Julio Julio Jones phase where he's got little hammies and stuff and like they keep kind of coming up just like old old bull yeah. muscles. So uh, I'm I'm gonna take Hollywood. And then it's Michael Pittman and Michael Thomas. Okay. And then it comes to me. Um, I I see one pick that I really like, and I see another pick uh, that I probably should take. But fuck it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, fuck, dude. I don't know. I'm torn between uh, mm-hmm. Mike Williams. And Amon Ross St. Brown because I'm not going to go back to back receiver. I don't um, think I would take Mike Williams over Amon Ross all, all day. Yeah, I could go double receiver though. That's the thing because I only have one right now. I already have two running backs, but this is like the point in the draft for me where I need to decide if I want to be like a running heavy, like solid team or like have solid yeah. pieces at wide receiver. And if I go wide receiver, then I could have the stack with Justin Herbert, yeah. which would be nice. But I banked a lot of my success last year on a stack, mm. and it didn't really work out for me. Yeah, that's a um, good point. But you know what? I think I'm going to double down. I think I'm going to double down. I think the stack – I think that having important stacks is like an integral part to having a successful team. So I'm going to go Mike Williams. And then I'm probably going to go over to tight end. And see what's here. I like Dallas Goddard. He's always like kind of like an old, old reliable like fantasy like mid mid tier guy. Uh, Dawson Knox could have a, yeah. another like great year. He had a good year last year. I know he had like a broken finger um, in between. I like Friar Muth, yeah. but I think he could fall back to me if I don't take him. Um, let's go back to receiver. You know who I like a lot, dude, is Darnell Mooney. Yeah, Looney. he might be good. The only thing is he's on the Bears, and they could, like, you know, do the same shit they've been doing. But if, like, the – if uh, Justin Fields, like, kind of gets his shit together and Matt Nagy gets his shit together. Like, Darnell Mooney had a good year last year. He was, like, wide and receiver, And he ended like, the season really strong. Yeah, he was, like, pretty, like, average for, like, the first seven or eight weeks. And then he went on a tear, like, the last five or six. Um, I like Hunter Renfro, but he, he'd probably come back to me. I'm going to go running back, dude, just because I, I, I never really have like a solid, like, like, I feel like I'm always wide receiver heavy on my teams. Um, so I'm going to go running back here and I like Elijah Mitchell. I like Clyde. Um, I'm kind of staying away from Miles Sanders this year just because I feel like we're so like, if. Like if Miles yeah, Sanders has a good year, then him, you know, and I think I'm going to stay away from him in fantasy this year. I do like Devin Singletary, yeah, but he's kind of low him. on the list. Um, I I think I'm just going to go yeah. Elijah Mitchell, dude. Yeah, like I'm going to take. It's a always a gamble if you take a San Fran running back. So after Elijah yeah. Mitchell yep. goes, Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin in this draft that just turned out great for me. Um. I'm going to take here Brandon Cooks. All the dude does is I was put up fucking him like top bit. 12 fantasy seasons like every single numbers. year. Like it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. He dude. puts up the numbers. He's amazing. It doesn't matter who his quarterback is. Um, 
Bro, he was like one of the reasons I made the championship. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is a stud every year. And Waldo um, was the one that traded him to me. So get him in yeah. the sixth. He's my he's my third wide receiver with Cooper Cup and Hollywood. Take that. All day. So it goes Brandon Cooks and then Clyde, D Hop, Damian Harris, Miles Sanders, Amon Ross St. Brown, Darnell Mooney, Traylon Burks, AJ Dillon, Jalen Hurts, Adam Thielen, Drake London. Dallas Goddard, Dak Prescott, Ken Walker, Kareem Hunt, Garrett Wilson. Now it's back to me. And you see that hurts. See, I was excited last round. I said it's great how this draft is working out for me. Hurts and Prescott were the two motherfuckers. I was like, I'm taking one of them in the seventh if they make it back. And I don't know if they will. But, dude, you still got Stafford. Don't know if that's where I want to go. You still got you know Russell what? Wilson, know, Tom no, Brady, I know what and Aaron Rodgers ahead of him. Because there are a few quarterbacks that I do like um, that I think are kind of all – like I think – I honestly, I think it's Russ and Aaron Rodgers, and those two are kind of – like after them, I feel like there's a little bit of a drop-off. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go over to tight end, and I'm going to take Dawson Knox. Because – that's a good pick. I'm, I think, I'm literally I on think the tight he's end solid, right now. dude. I, I like Zach Ertz. Like, again, especially with D-Hop missing six games, but I already have Hollywood, so I'm not going to do that. I like Fryermuth. That pick makes my next pick. That pick yeah, makes I'm my taking, next pick I'm very taking easy. Dawson Knox um, because I don't really love any of these guys, right? Like, I got Fryermuth in Dynasty, and I love that, but, like, new quarterback and shit like that. Mike Kosicki, I think, has a lot of potential. Just, like, he's yeah. still really young and, like, tight ends break out late. But then now you add Tyree Kill to the mix. And, like, maybe that just adds more of a chance for him to be a stud. Um, Yeah, if 10 or 11 don't take Mike Kosicki, I'm going to take shouldn't. him. They got TK. In, and then, like, I like Albert. Albert oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I took him in Dynasty. But, but, like, obviously there's, like, nothing on him. But, yeah, I'm taking Dawson Knox here. Then Russ, Juju. Juju. All right, I'm looking over in the uh, wide receiver tab right now. Um, I think Kaseki's going to be my second pick after this. I like Cordero Patterson just because of what he did last year, but I'm like also like I'm like yeah. on the edge with him, dude. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to repeat what he had last year, so it's kind of taking a gamble with him. Um, Devonta Smith, dude, I think having AJ Brown on our team now opens up the offense for him That's, a lot. He's an interesting I'm, one this year. I'm I don't know how to feel about him. I'll tell you who's on the board that I, that I would take is probably Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Cause he came Rashad on Bateman? strong at the end of last year and started playing well. And now Hollywood's gone. He gets to be the alpha, the number one there. Um, so I, I do like that. That's true. I think, I think that's, that's probably where I would go if I were you. Well, maybe not because you have, you have Diggs who's going to be good. Well, but here's you have Mike I'm Williams thinking. and he's real boom bust. And I think Bateman's going to be really boom bust too. So you don't want to have your two and your three wide receiver possibly flopping on the same week. So this is what I'm thinking, dude. I think in my, like for a flex play. I like Chase Edmonds a lot because he's on a new offense. That's pretty much like the running game is pretty much his. They got Gaskin in Miami. And they got Raheem Mostert the passing, too. 
Yeah, but Gaskins. That's true, but I think Chase Edmonds is like yeah, I think, kind of like I think a they tier brought above him there both for of those guys um, in the run game. Yeah, and with their passing game, if it opens up as much as it's supposed to, I think it opens up the running game a lot. And if Chase Edmonds just gets the opportunity, like, dude, think about it. Last year, before James Conner did what he did, like, Chase Edmonds was like a high pick. Like, people were like pretty yeah. high on him yeah, because yeah. of what he did before, like the year before. And then James Conner just came over and kind of like took over. And then Chase Edmonds got hurt. Yeah, and the transition is like, more and more to Connor. So I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go Chase Edmonds. It really solidifies like my running backs. And then on my next pick, um, I can get one of these tight ends before because I feel like these next like three or four guys after that, dude, it really just falls off. I mean, Noah Fan's still there. That's not a bad yeah, pick, I'm but he doesn't really that. have a quarterback. Um, but I like Mike Gusecki. But the, do you uh, want Gusecki? Chase now Edmonds, that you got pick, though, that's the thing. Like, right? I think Gusecki and uh, Pat Fryermuth are kind of like in the same same realm for me, though. And I like. I think. I think Fryermuth is going to be like a nice part of the offense in Pittsburgh. So I'd probably take him over Gusecki. I'd probably now take that I got Ertz Edmonds. over Fryermuth, but I'd probably take Gusecki over Ertz. Um, so Johnny takes Fryermuth, and then it goes Gabe Davis and Elijah Moore. Um, so now we're back to me. Eighth round, Aaron Rodgers is sitting here. I need a quarterback. That's what I'm taking. Um, actually, should I play the game? I'm going to play the game. Because I think I can still get Brady, too. And the only team without a quarterback between now and my next pick is Team 7. They'll probably take one, but hopefully nobody yeah. takes their second quarterback in round nine. You know what I mean? That's just blasphemy. Um, I don't think anyone will. Yeah. And I'm not going to draft like in, if it's like our actual orchids draft, nobody would fucking do that. So I'm not going to be like, oh, let me get one of these guys because, you know, there's a chance that both of these guys don't fall to me. Um, Right. Uh, so let's see. What do we got here at running back? Do we have things that I like? Kind of. Um, mm, there's a lot that I like here, actually. That's the thing. Because then I'll get into this. Next next time I'll come by and I'll be like, uh, I can make it one more round on a quarterback. I can wait on a quarterback. <laughs> um, you know what, Johnny? You didn't take him, so I'm going to take him. I'm taking Rashad Bateman. I'm going to add him to my fucking wide receiver core. I got Cooper Cup. I got Hollywood. Okay. I got Brandon Cooks. You know Cup and Brandon Cooks are going to be solid all year long. Let me add Rashad Bateman in. Give me yeah. those fucking crazy fucking 25-point games. Let's go off. Let's have ourselves a year. Rashad Bateman, welcome to the uh, – I don't know what my team is called in this league. The K-Stills 3. Welcome to my team. Then it goes Tyler Lockett. Team 7 takes Brady. Devonta Smith, Cordero, Tony Pollard, James Cook, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayu, Chris Olavi, Zach Ertz, Rodgers. Team 4 takes Aaron Rodgers in the ninth like a dickhead. Oh, there he goes. Oh, then Stafford. Team 7 goes back-to-back, Brady <laughs> Stafford. Um, but we oh, have wow. Robert Woods, Rashad Penny, and Michael Carter also going off the board. Um, so now the QB position there's one guy. There's one guy in QB that I is think it is Trey the Lance? best pick. 
Well, I mean, he's gonna no. he's gonna be the starter, and he's gonna have the rushing baseline that'll help. Um, I got a couple guys that I got my eye yeah, on, and I think they all can seen... have similar outcomes. And like, I've been in the boat where I'm fucking on the waiver wire, getting a new quarterback every other week, and I won a league like that last year. Yeah, I I had Matt Stafford, and he was just it's so not a bad mediocre, play, honestly, dude. And I and sometimes he was bad, and I was like, I can't have this, dude. So I was benching him and getting fucking I he was on my bench and I was getting another fucking random quarterback off the waiver wire and starting him and I won the league. <laughs> um Jordan Love. But I think right here I'm I'm gonna go Melvin Gordon, dude. Like he has the opportunity to be uh you know a top like twenty four running back. Like him and Melvin or him and him and Javanta can both yeah, be top like twenty four backs. Just like last year. For sure. I mean they almost were last year. Yeah. Oh, smelly. And then we go Gesicki and uh, Christian Watson. Now we're back Christian to Johnny. Watson. Johnny's got Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams as his wide receivers. He's got Herbert at his quarterback and Firemuth tight end. And then Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Elijah Mitchell, and Chase Edmonds. All right. Um, I'm going to go into the wide receiver tab. I don't like Chase Claypool. Have never really. I think he's kind of just like a waiver wire. Yeah, he guy. has he has his moments. Um, not waiver wire, but like you know what I mean. Like he came off the waiver wire and popped off for like six games. And yeah, then he gets streaky like, like that. He has a few good games where I got Chase Claypool's like legit, and then he yeah. lets you down. I'm interested in Jamison Williams. Um, the health yeah. kind of concerns me, <sighs> dude. I'm torn between Kadarius Tony and Tyler Boyd. That's interesting. I, I like Boyd. I like Tony. I think he's got. I think he's got. I do too because he's also got you know, like one of the best offenses to spread right. the ball and he'll be open a lot and right. he's just a good natural receiver. Um, I think Tony has some serious. Uh, yeah, he's though. decent. I don't love him, but I just don't. I don't love Daniel Jones. I think. You know what? Scratch everything I just said. I'm going to take Christian Kirk because I think he's going to go to Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to, you know, without st- stupid fart and <laughs> yeah. face at the helm of that team. I Doug Peterson's going to actually so make too. him into that's, a quarterback. That's, and I think he's that's not be like out of, the, out of the realm of possibilities. If I were you, I would take I two think, wide outs. Yeah, I don't think it's a two. lock, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I think Christian Kirk's going to be my first. Um and also like he did get paid a like decent amount of money. Maybe, they must maybe they're just knuckleheads. And then I think I'm gonna take Boyd, dude. I think Boyd is kind of like a sleeper. Like dude. he's on an offense that is just like you know T Higgins and and Studs. Jamar Chase. And Tyler are, like, Boyd gets so fucking slept on, the, on in fantasy. Board, but... And I love him. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna so take then after Boyd. Boyd goes Isaiah Spiller, Chase Claypool. Back to Kenny. Got to get a quarterback at this point. I like Trey Lance, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. That's kind of where I'm sitting at. I don't want Justin Fields. I He, like, needs to take a step forward, and I don't know if he can. Not on the Bears. right? Not right now. Um, I think Trey Lance or yeah, Derek Carr are your best Yeah, picks. I agree. Um, I just – Dude, I know Trey Lance is going to give me that crazy rushing baseline. And even if he's like fucking Jalen Hurts was last year, 
You don't know what his arms like. Jalen Hurts a lot for a lot of the times, like he wasn't throwing the ball a lot. He wasn't fucking lighting it up like Justin Herbert. That's true. And he was QB one for like he was a QB one, like a top twelve for the entire season, like just always getting that rushing baseline, getting there. And I think Trey Lance is gonna get it. Jimmy G's out of there. As long as he stays healthy, he'll be good. And like, dude, in the tenth, that's my QB. Fire me up, brother. Trey Lance, welcome to the squad. Yeah. And then Derek Carr goes right after uh, James Robinson, Jameson Williams, Michael Gallup, Ronald Jones, Deshaun Watson, Hunter Henry, Sky Moore, Gronk Daddy, Kadarius, Cole Komet, Albert Okugbenem. I, I butchered that. Ramon J. Stevenson, uh, Damian <laughs> Pierce, Kenny Galladay, and then Russell Gage. Now we're back to me. Russell. Um, just taking a little peek ski here. I don't really love any of these running backs. Some of these guys are really tickling my fancy. Um, and I think there's a chance that Alan Lazard will be my pick here because he has a chance to become Rogers number one in that in that uh, offense. Um, I don't mind that pick at all, honestly. I don't love a lot of these other options here. Yeah. I'm going to take nah, Alan Lazard. Running backs are shot. See, take a shot on him. See how that goes. It's a good pick. Let's uh, finish up this 12th round, and then we'll call it a day. All right. All right. Um, so Rashad White and Kirk Cousins go after your Alan Lazard pick. I'm looking at the wide receiver list, too. Uh, I'm interested in Valdez Scantling, dude. I've heard him and Mahomes have like a okay. pretty decent connection so far. Uh, and also like they have another one of those offenses where they have like three receivers that are just going to open up the defense. Um, Jacoby Myers is kind of disappointing last yeah. year. Um, I don't know, dude. I think. I think probably him or Landry. I'd probably take MBS over Landry right now just because of New Orleans' uh, situation at quarterback. So I'm going to go Valdez scaling. Then I'm going to go back to the tight end. Snag another one. Just in case. Just in case. Actually, let me see who's who's a quarterback. He's having a backup quarterback. Dude, you know what? I'm going to reach here since only because you said this is our last round. I just want to do this pick. I'm going to draft Zach Wilson. Jesus Christ. Get that him and Brees. <laughs> Dude, I think the Jets have a decent offense this year, and I think okay. if they put things together, they could be good. I'm sitting here okay. saying don't sleep on the Jets this year. So after Alexander, after Zach Wilson, blasphemy in the fucking 12th, Alexander Madison and then DJ Chark. It's it the 12th, but it's our last round. So now I'm sitting here in the 12th, and dude, I fucking love this squad that I got going on right here. Um, But I got to make a pick. So let's see. Running backs, running backs. Nobody here is I'm really interested running in. Back. I could go for a wide out. I do like George Pickens, actually. Um, I think he's an exciting little piece. You know what I mean? I like Tim Patrick, too. I think he's another one that's slept on. 
Yeah, I dabbled with him a little bit last year, though. It's he, good sometimes. You got to start him at the right games, and it's be. tough because he's either going to – he's yeah. good. Like, Orchid is a deep league, so he's a good piece to have because you can put him in as your flex. Like, he's never going to be, like, one of your top two or three wide receivers, but you can put him in as your second flex, and he'll get you – he can get you a solid, like, 10 to 14 points, but he can also get you, like, two. Yeah, that's the story of fantasy football. But like, I mean, there's uh, like, there, there it's there's other. <laughs> I feel like it's just so. He doesn't have a ceiling. His ceiling's not that high. Yeah, no, his ceiling is very. His ceiling right. is like fifteen points. Um. Who knows though? He's got rust. I know that might change now. things. I used to play running back. I just like, don't know. Like, I want to find some value, and I don't know where it is. I like Pickens a little bit. I, I do like Rondale more, but I have Hollywood. Yeah. What about Josh Jahan, Dotson? you mean? I kind of like Kenny Gainwell. Oh, yeah. Honestly, dude, like he kind of ripped off like a four game heater at yeah, the end dude, of last he's a year. Solid, he really he's well. a solid part of this offense, but like I don't even know what this offense is gonna look like. Um yeah, you know what, dude? Back to the well. Old trusted, he's just gonna fucking clog on my bench and probably not see the fucking lineup at all. I'm taking Tim Patrick. That's my boy. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> You're my boy, um, Tim. So this draft's over. This fucking podcast is over. On my team, I got Trey Lance at the quarterback, Nick Chubb, James Conner, J.K. Dobbins, Melvin Gordon are my running backs. That's a fucking solid. I have I have four running that backs that nice I think squad. could all be top 24 running backs or better, like realistically. Yeah, and you've also got – the arguable top wide receiver and yeah. one who could Cooper be like a Cup, top 15. Hollywood Brown, Brandon Cooks, Rashad Bateman, Al Lazard, Tim Patrick is my wide receiver core, and I've got Dawson Knox at the tight end. No, not not too shabby not at all. Squad. And then let's see if I can get, get your team up here how I want it. What the fuck, dude? This is whack. It like won't let me scroll down to like Johnny San's team. That's why. Oh, do I gotta like put it on here? Pull it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, damn! I'm struggling out here. <laughs> oh, dude, this thing's a menace to society. This is the, right. this is the hardest so, thing of all time. Um, at quarterback, Johnny's got Justin Herbert, and he's got Zach Wilson on his bench. Um, running backs, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Elijah Mitchell, and Chase Edmonds. In his receiving core, he's got Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Christian Kirk, Tyler Boyd, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. And then he's got Fryermuth at the tight end spot. A lot of teams went double tight ends like pretty early. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Team three, team two. Team one, 
Team five. Oh, that's not early, I guess, but Team I'll 10 be honest, Johnny. Went. I hope you don't have to draft out of the twelve spot. Me no, too. I, I didn't team. like that at all. Yeah, I hate I yeah, dude. I'm I need like a solid like top like seven or eight guy to then I know like how to build a team. Drafting out of the twelve is tough. Cause it's like you're getting like the end of like the yeah. tiers, you know yeah. what I mean, of players. And you're not you're not finding a lot of value there. Right. Well if you like if I could take like if I could get like the six spot and have like Derrick Henry as like my number one pick, like I'm a lot happier than I am yeah. with like Stefan yeah. Dix and Joe Mixon. But th- hey man, that's the way the cookie grumbles. That's how it goes. Let's hope well when are we gonna uh randomize our draft order for this? I league? don't know. Mayo wants to do the derby, John. That sounded um, cool. I like the way that sounded. In the dynasty league that we're in now, it's like we that's what we did. And it's like you randomize the order three times and then on that third time the order of the of the random draft order that's how you get to select where you want to pick so whoever gets one they get to what, pick out of the 12 pick. spots where they want to draft yeah i like that sorry we, we can vote on it i don't i don't know if i love it i would like to do something better than that for to determine our draft order but i don't know what would be better than that like I, I would yeah, like to do something cool. True. Like some people do, like Kentucky Kentucky Derby races. Like everybody gets like a random person. You know what I mean? Horse. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Wish we thought of that. We should do uh, the U.S. Open. Everyone picks. Well, no, a I think it has to be random. That's the thing. Everybody gets then... like a random guy, and then whatever wherever you finish. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We could still do that. We'll see. Maybe there'll be something cool coming up. Because I don't we'll talk about it. U.S. Open starts hey, listen, tomorrow at six forty-five a.m. I don't think we're going to get everybody to vote on this and agree by then. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> dude. That's yeah. literally seven hours from now. <laughs> um, listen, if you're on Twitter, you should join oh. our fantasy football. Community. Oh yeah, if you we made started, it, if you made it this far, like twenty you should, people uh, in it, dude. Check out our fantasy football community because if you if you made it this far, you definitely like like <laughs> fantasy football. Committed. You're um, definitely committed. <laughs> I think it's just called Speaking Fantasy Football Austin. Twitter, but yeah, go ahead, hop in there. Like we're gonna be trying to be posting in there more. It's not even like shit from the random roommates account. It's just like all of us, like in our personal accounts, like hopping in there and posting shit. Um, if you want an invite, yeah. you can DM um, us, Johnny. I mean, I, you and I so both I, moderators, so we have unlimited invites. I saw that. Yeah, twice. Yeah. That's dope. So you can just I'm shoot us a DM that. if you want to um, join, and we can we'll we let can motherfuckers know who we are. At still being at Johnny Skirtbag, you know the deal. Um. Dude, I so I tweeted that in like one of my Yankees communities, and we That's got like four shit. or five followers out of it, or like members. Yeah, so I'm just Time's gonna keep doing in that in like random places. AP Tyler Higby. That's gross. I don't oh, know, let's see if they gave me. Countdown. Oh, it says it's no, your turn to pick. Yeah, I'm here. not doing that. If yeah, if you did stick with us this long, join that community, and um, hopefully we you giggled once or twice. Tell a friend. Tell a stranger. Or more. Yeah, have a great weekend. And smooches. Smooches.